0: all right guys it's me matt miller and i am talking to you on a microphone and this is how i like to begin is very uh very awkward and unusable if you're new to the podcast um i like to clear my throat a lot and i am alone right now in a room but i'm not alone in life i got a little bit of water (sighs) to clear that throat up to bring you right into the action so we like to begin slow, and today we're going to talk about the Great Depression. And I don't mean my uh, my high school years as a joke, <laughs> as a joke to begin. As you're listening, I mean the Great Depression in the greatest country of all time, America. That our depression is the greatest one. Thus, the American Depression gets called the greatest depression. So right now, I'm doing a little trading myself in the old stock market. And I'm only down maybe $20, $30 this morning. So, you know I know how to trade. (laughs) You know I know how to trade. You know I know how to talk. You know I know how to be as you're tuning in. So, let's learn about the Great Depression. Oh, wait, before we move on, remember to buy my merch at my website, mattmillercomedy.com. If you go to the part that says learn more, there's a whole merch thing. And you can click it. And you can buy shirts. You can buy one that has me on it. Well, they they all have me on it except for there's a couple that just say cowadingus, which is a strong catchphrase by me if you watch my Instagram videos. So you can look at those and, uh, you know, jerk off to my shirts. You Don't even, don't even buy them. Just log on. Click, click my sticker that I'm selling for $8 and just masturbate to the thought of even buying an $8 sticker. Okay. The great depression. (laughs) Um, let's see what we got here. I'm on history.com. You can follow along and we're going to learn about it and I'm going to tell you about it is it's that's the way I say I'm learning about it and telling you about it, that's, it sounds like filler because I just keep explaining my language, but it's not filler. This is real. On the site, there's an ad for Zeljans XR. What does Zeljans XR do? Well, I'll tell you what it does. It can lower your ability of your immune system to fight infections. Okay. That's okay, and the ad disappeared. But I'm also brought to you by Zeljans XR if you want to lower your immune system a little bit. <laughs> Maybe get yourself a little sick, make sure to buy some Zell Jans XR. It was a little ad next to this great depression article. I never got to what it actually does. That's good, but, uh, you, you think someone's ever used the negative functions of ad of like a medicine as a positive? Oh, for your enemies, give them a little Zell Jans. Cause it can the ads back can lower the ability of your immune system to fight infections. Uh, do not stay, start taking Zeljans if you have any kind of infection. Uh, so if you know someone with an infection, throw down some Zeljans, and uh, you can kill your enemies by feeding them Zeljans. So, <laughs> Zeljans X-E-L-J-A-N-Z. I think that's how you spell it. Uh, I just got the ad again and it disappeared. Yep. And um, I don't know if it's something for arthritis or something that's supposed to help. But give it to your enemies with infections and uh, murder them. Um, this, is not, this is all parody and satire. I'm not being liable about Zelljans, even in their own warning. It says uh, it can decrease your immune system. So I'm just spitting it as I see it. And uh, my stocks that I'm I'm day trading right now are going down. Usually day traders, you know, move quicker. But I just, you know, I sit, I I watch it decrease, waiting for the attempt to make the money. All my accounts are up, you know. I'm only making money. Let's talk about the Great Depression. The Great Depression was the worst economic downturn in the history of the industrialized world. believe that? Lasting from 1929 to 1939, it began after the stock market crash of October 1929, which sent Wall Street into a panic and wiped out millions of investors. Now this leads me to a fun fact. I think, uh, oh wait, I retweeted something. Let me tell you a little bit about the stock market um, that I learned the other day. Let me see. It's always good to not have things on hand and have to scroll back for reference points here. Here you go. The richest 0.1% own 17% of stocks. The richest 1% own 50% of stocks. The bottom 50% of people own 0.7% of stocks. And then this is from a Robert Reich. He says, say it with me. The stock market is not the economy. Yes, this is true. Only rich people own the majority of stocks. If the stock market is to go down, it's only uh, mostly affecting the richest people. <laughs> so, anyhow, that was the catalyst for the Great Depression here. And uh, my stocks continue to go down, that I am day trading, but again, pfft, your boy already made money in the stock market. Today may just be a nice little down day to cool off from my hot streak if you've been paying attention to all the investing talk I do. Okay. Over the next several years, so I wiped out millions of investors. Over the next several years, consumer Spending and investment dropped, causing steep declines in industrial output and employment as failing companies laid off workers. See what I mentioned before? It only affects the rich companies. started failing because the stock market crashed and they had to lay off workers. So in a sense, it does affect uh, people because the companies lay off people as their stocks plummet. Um. Which is fun, you know? <laughs> Laying off people, making them lose their jobs, you know? Because people people need jobs. Uh, by 1933, when the Great Depression reached its lowest point, some 15 million Americans were unemployed and nearly half the country's banks had failed. That's right, half the country's banks has, have failed. Does that mean that they're like they couldn't? They ran out of money to give back, whereas if you went to the bank, you're like, I want $100. And they're like, we only got no dollars. And you're like, shit, why did I even put my money in the bank? Uh, uh, Doing good comedy right now. Doing good comedy. Oh, are you guys ready for this? About to learn about some of the roaring 20s. What caused the Great Depression? Throughout the 1920s, the U.S. economy expanded rapidly. And the nation's total wealth more than doubles between 1920 and 1929. A period dubbed the Roaring Twenties. Or as I like to call it, the Whoring Twenties. Because people were getting fucked. <laughs> uh, God, there's a joke for you. There's a joke in the mix. Now suck on my dicks. The stock market centered at the New York Stock Exchange on Wall Street in New York City. New York City was the scene of a reckless speculation where everyone from millionaire tycoons to cooks and janitors. I like that this is history.com's uh, like classism of people. Millionaire tycoons is the top ranked. And then cooks is below that. And then janitors, lowest ranked people, according to history.com. Classist much is the word I'm looking for? Very classist. History.com. Although they're just reporting, well, no, because they're saying that this group of people were all together. And normally, you know, janitors don't hang out with cooks. And cooks and janitors definitely don't hang out with millionaire tycoons. Uh... They poured their savings where... Uh, uh, okay, I'm getting lost here. Where everyone from millionaires, tycoons, or cooks, and janitors poured their savings into stocks. As a result, the stock market underwent rapid expansion, reaching its peak in August 1929. So, yeah, the stock market blew up because people were throwing cash in it. And, uh, of course, that's what happens. You put money in, stocks go up. This makes me think of something. I wonder how many people... Uh, have committed suicide on Wall Street. You interested about that? You you interested about committed suicide on Wall Street? Did panic invest 1929 stock market crash? This is also on history.com. Did panic investors really jump from windows? Here we go. This is, this is good. It was just another day on the job for the surveyor walking back and forth atop a New York City skyscraper as he analyzed his measurements. Down below, however, October 24th, 1929, was no ordinary day. With the New York Stock Exchange in free fall, the jittery crowd that had descended upon Wall Street heard the rumors that 11 speculators had already committed suicide they looked up in horror at the surveyor fearing the man teetering above their heads was another dispirited stockbroker who would make it even dozen by jumping to death his death (laughs) on what became known as black thursday hmm, that's a little racy title black thursday False reports crackled around Wall Street that disgruntled bankers and investors were leaping out of high rise windows and plummeting as quickly as the stock market itself. Isn't that a little poetic? The way they plummeted was as quick as the stock market. So, if you think of like reference points and trying to identify stock movements, if you see a guy free falling from a building, the amount of time it takes him from the top to the bottom, like if you Divide the feet into like the dollars of whatever stock you're seeing, and you see the stock going down. You could somehow create some use the knowledge of how long it takes a guy to fall in order to exactly understand how low a stock would go. (laughs) Sorry, that's complete nonsense. That whatever that what I was just saying there, complete nonsense. But we're going to move on because we've made it this far, and you're still in it. Uh, If half the suicides which were reported to Trader yesterday had proved true, Wall Street would be a deserted village this morning. The New York Daily News the day after Black Thursday. So, okay, a lot of people are killing themselves. Let's see. What it actually says, contrary to popular lore, there was no epidemic of suicides, let alone window jumping in the wake of the stock market crash of 1929. In the United States, the suicide wave that followed the stock market crash is also part of the legend of 1929. In fact, there was none, wrote economists. economist, I can't even say economist. There we go. (laughs) Economist John Kenneth Galbraith in the book The Great Crash, 1929. Oh, I guess no one killed themselves and people thought they killed themselves. Huh, looks like news even back in the day was lying. You know, the media always lying to you, and here you are believing it. But here I am, Maddie, you know, (laughs) Matty Mills telling you the truth about how things go down right now. Because even this history article, history.com, number one place for for truth, reported that the media thought there were suicides, and there weren't. Uh, Galbraith reported that the number of suicides in the United States in October and November 1929 were among the lowest of any month at that rate. The suicide rate, in fact, had been substantially higher during the summer months before the crash. Huh. Well, you know, if you're gonna kill yourself, might as well do it under a glowing sun. <laughs> might as well get some raisin before you end it. You know, you know they talk about people who kill themselves in the holidays when it like if you live in a cold area around Christmas, it's like that's such a cold way to die. You should really wait till the summer and die. And get vitamin D. (laughs) Okay. What am I talking about here? Okay. More people... Okay. Yet, the false tales about a rash of Wall Street suicides has become so pervasive by mid-November 1929 that Charles Norris, New York City's chief medical exam... (laughs) Chief medical examiner felt compelled to publicly refute them by reporting that while 44 suicides had occurred during the previous four weeks in Manhattan, the number was actually lower than the 53 recorded over the same time period in 1928. So suicides had actually gone down, even as the Great Depression was happening. or or I mean, I guess it was the beginning of it, but even as the stock market crashed. So... Maybe people never kill themselves over financials. That's a myth, and I want you all to know that. Um, okay, let's let's move on. Okay, so where did the myth of the stockbrokers leaping from buildings originate? One contemporary reference, written by a British reporter who had been very badly burned in the market himself, it says business and financial historian John Still Gordon author of an empire of wealth the epic history of american economic power <clears throat> sorry he had watched the crash from the visit gallery and reported that a body fell not far from him the reporter's name was winston churchill <laughs> is this the same famous winston churchill oh, god uh, Winston Churchill was one of the best known and some say the greatest statesmen of the 20th century. So he was a, like a, like a reporter in America. I don't know shit about history. I'm going to continue with this other shit. The future prime, British prime minister had been staying at the, okay. So it was that Winston Churchill was staying at the Savoy Plaza hotel during his visit to New York city when you witness, and dis- witness the distressing scene. Under my very window, a gentleman cast himself down 15 stories and was dashed to pieces, causing a wild commotion in the arrival of the fire brigade. Huh. I never say fire brigade when I see uh, like a fire truck showing up. I'm like, oh, the fire department showed up, but maybe saying fire brigade would be fun in the future. <laughs> Oh, the fire brigade has arrived. Our fu- our worries about fire have been compromised. <laughs> Thank God the fire brigade is here to eliminate all this nasty hot fire in my house. <laughs> I've never had a uh, house or any of my stuff burned down, really. I have a friend whose parents' house caught on fire. Oh, no. Actually, did I ever tell you this story? I, I did probably a while ago, but... One time uh, when I was in an apartment in Somerville, the, uh, the little deck we had, we had like a little deck area or uh, what do you call it? Like a fucking a New Orleans little hanging out thing. I'm terrible with remember. Like a little deck area, right? We'll call it a deck. And uh, it had like cords and stuff. Like We were running like Christmas lights. And one cold, wet winter in the middle of the night, it caught on fire. The outside caught on fire and sorry, I'm just getting a little message on my phone here. I'm a professional broadcaster who's paying attention to what I do and it caught on fire. And like, I was like blackout, drunk asleep in my room. And I woke up and went outside and just saw the firefighters dealing with it. And nobody had woken me up to like save me. (laughs) Like I was the only one in the apartment and I was like, Still all fuzzy and blurry. I was like, what was going on? And all the stuff was on fire. <laughs> well, not all the stuff was on fire. Just the deck area was on fire. It was already out by then. And I went outside and there was just a guy just like sitting on his stoop who was like, yeah, I saw it. And I called the, the fire department and he seemed like he was just like, had been sitting there a while. And I, I just went over and thanked him for, uh, you know, alerting the police of the, the fire brigade that we had been on fire, and I was like all fucked up, and I couldn't really even know what was exactly going on. And then they left, and I just went to sleep. But uh, yeah, one time there was a fire, like, I was the one closest to the desk, uh, the deck in, in my room, and uh, I would be the first one murdered by the fire, but apparently it was caught in time, so. I was fine so the, the moral of the story is you can just black out and have your house catch on fire and you'll be fine and you won't die and everything will be okay is how that all really works there <laughs> is how that all really works there but uh i guess that's the closest to a a mass fire i remember in high school or like middle school when there was like fire Uh, Like we had tons of fire drills, right? But I remember one time there was supposed to be a fire and we all like had to go into the gym for a couple hours because somebody lit a trash can on fire. Humans and fire, you know, we have a rough relationship with fire. (laughs) I'm just going to keep saying fire until I'm done. If I just keep including fire into speaking, that's how it's going to, uh, you know, bring this podcast to the top. The, the most fire podcast, not because of how good it is, but because of how many times I say the word "fire" during the cast. But yeah, um, we we're so scared of it because it's so it's so destructive. Like in LA, when like a uh, forest catching on fire, and then you see the footage of like just highways next to it, you see a whole thing of fucking fire in the woods. It's pretty wild. Didn't Australia like catch on fire last year before COVID, and like all the fucking koalas died? And uh, you know, it's just a fun, it's a fun thing. Fire. That's why I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a comedy podcast, and I have no funny things to say about fire. I, but I am rolling right now. You're learning a lot. I want to learn more about the fucking stock market here. Yeah, uh, okay. We're going back to Winston Churchill. Churchill's back on the map. Um, I told you a story about when I was passed out and there was a fire near me, and a story of a fire at my school. So we're back. <laughs> That's a little recap. I try to recap any little segment at this point. If you at this far, I'm recapping. Um, if Church, if Churchill is documenting the same incident, he said he had seen the aftermath of the fall of Doctor Otto Mathis, a German chemist from the hotel's 16th floor. Even if the fall was accidental, as newspaper papers reported, the tourist desk came on the morning of October 24th, hours before the markets plunged, so it couldn't have been connected to the crash. Or maybe this chemist had insider info about it crashing and he couldn't put in an order to take his stocks out so he jumped his chemist ass off. You ever get everything about that? Mm-hmm. Ever think about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if I just get everything about that? <laughs> just take a sip of water? I don't know what I'm talking about, guys. If you're listening, I'm fucking being ridiculous right now. Dark humor may have contributed to the myth. The day after Black Thursday, many Americans read the following quip from humorous Will Rogers in the newspaper. When Wall Street took the tailspin, you had to stand in line to get a window to jump out of it, and speculators were selling spaces for bodies in the East River. Vaudeville comedian Eddie Cantor, who lost most of his money in the crash, soon after joked that when he requested a 19th floor room in the New York City Hotel, the clerk asked him, What? For sleeping or jumping. <laughs> oh, well, early 1920s, 1930s comedians were they had such gallows, funny humor. Like that was really the pinnacle of humor as as my stocks that I'm checking are starting to go down again. We're okay, guys. Don't even worry about me. Let's see. Let's look at this Will Okay. I tried to go look at the article with this Will Rogers guy. This is really interesting. Wait, let me learn about some of these old vaudeville comedian, Eddie Cantor. No, let me read about Will Rogers, humorist. You know Will Rogers, everyone? Let me see some of his jokes, some of his quotes. Um, Career, death, fact check. Will Rogers, humorist, quotes. This is really good airtime, the key two. Okay. Will Rogers quotes. Let me get, let me tell you some of these funny ass quotes. Um, I never met a man I didn't like. That's pretty funny. Cause I met many, plenty, plenty of men I didn't like. So to say he's ironically saying that I bet let me take a sip of water here. <laughs> even if you're, even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over. If you just sit there, so far, hilarious, these quotes. Never let yesterday use up too much of today. Okay, is, is any of these gonna be humorous? Never miss a good chance to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's good, this one's good. Oh, okay, here, here are some of his jokes, classic Will Rogers jokes. I belong to no organized party, I am a Democrat. <laughs> getting them got him get the Democrats get them. All I know is just what I read in the papers and that's an alibi for my ignorance <laughs> The newspaper is just littered with lies. that's what that's what keeps him ignorant is because he just he listens to the lies and he just believes them and that keeps him willfully ignorant. the jokes jokes for days this dude. Too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I don't make jokes. I just watch the government and report the facts. (laughs) You know what's funny? A lot of these jokes are just the same fucking jokes of today that people would use. And, yeah, my stock's still kind of down right now. So let's keep looking. (laughs) That Will Rogers thing is making me laugh. Uh, Let me look. Let me see if I can find some good quotes, some more quotes from him. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. Buy land. They ain't making any more of the stuff. Okay. And... uh, okay here's a here's one that could really america america listen to this what this country needs is dirtier fingernails and cleaner minds we need to work harder and have pure minds will rogers top five comedian top five comedian is what i'm I'm talking about okay back to the old article about the suicides um, there were, in fact, at least two people who jumped to their deaths in Manhattan's fi- financial district in the weeks following the 1929 crash. Holder Borowski, a clerk who had worked for 28 years at a brokerage firm, leapt from the, roofs, the, the, roofs, the roof of the 40-story equitable building on November 7. New York Times reported that her employers said she had been near exhaustion from overwork. As a result of the recent trading frenzy, oh, I am just so exhausted. I need to jump off this fucking building and die. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's my impression of that woman who killed herself. And my stocks are getting even lower. This one I'm trading is, uh, you know, hitting lows for the day, but. It's going to pop back up, guys. I'm I'm keeping it very vague. I'm just letting you know I am losing money right now. Okay. (laughs) Um, Nine days later, 65-year-old George Cutler, head of a wholesale produce firm and a member of the New York Mercantile Exchange who had sustained heavy losses in the market, jumped from the seventh floor ledge outside his lawyer's office and landed on an automobile parked on Wall Street. Well, there you go. A, what's the uh, the New York Mercantile Exchange? I thought oh, oh is in the am confused? What's the thing that's like made out of pubes that people wear? Um, is a futures exchange and operated. All right, we're not going to get into that shit. Uh, behind 1929's building jumping myth, however, may have been the larger truth that the onset of the Great Depression did correlate to an increase in suicides. Based on statistics reported by Galbraith in the Great Crash 1929, the suicide rate in the United States increased from 17 per 100,000 people in 1929 to 21.3 in 1932 during the worst of the financial calamity. The pattern was much the same in New York. In memory, some of these tragedies may have been moved back a year or two to the time of the stock market crash, Galbraith wrote. Uh, and then there's still some more here, but basically not, not really, people didn't really kill themselves the day of the stock market crash. That was a myth. And, uh, you know, suicide's always been rampant all the time. And my stocks continue. Oh no, they're kind of leveling off. They're still down. If you just pay attention, if, you're, if you've if ever traded, and you just keep looking at it and keep paying attention to it, it really makes you go crazy. But that's the uh, you know the day trading way. And um, what am I talking about here? I think uh, we can maybe go back to the Great Depression article. There's a whole Roosevelt was elected, there was a road to recover me, recover, yeah, to recover me, recovery. I'm really good at reading. Uh, this section's about African-Americans in the Great Depression. Uh, despite these obstacles, Roosevelt's black cabinet led by Mary McLeod Boothin and Net- nearly every New Deal era- agency had a black advisor. The number of African-Americans working in government tripled. Oh, well, that's nice. Women, there were women in the Great Depression Uh, Great Depression Ends and World War II Begins. (laughs) This is how you learn history. I just read read the headlines of the article, speed my way through, and you guys are caught up on the history of the Great Depression. So um, I hope you enjoyed learning about that and uh, you now have a better understanding of you know how sad people were when they when they when they get depressed in the twenties, <laughs> and now I'm hitting even lower all time lows right now. Right, now I'm going to have to check Twitter to make sure news about the stock didn't happen. So let me just do a quick check, Um I will not sell because I have strong faith in what I'm I'm doing. You know, and uh, someone's sending me a graph that says we, uh, it's going to go do good is what's happening. So the stock's going to be blown up pretty soon. And sorry if I seem like I'm not here and you're, I'm I'm just kind of just a background podcast and we're hitting even lower lows on the stock I'm trading And I think I'm going to leave this podcast here, leave you on a little uh, cliffhanger to know if I lost even more money. So I appreciate you listening. I'm Matt Miller, real and everything. Matt Miller, real comedy on YouTube. Remember to buy my merch on my website. And uh, yeah, thanks again, everyone. I I love you all. Bye.